Milkman versus Tommy End? You'd need to see this match. I, I don't. I don't know who either, either one of these people are. Welcome to Grapples Tab, a podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to pillows. And how many pillows are too many pillows? Hmm. Depends. Do you sleep by yourself? I do not. Right. So, in my opinion, if you're sleeping with somebody, one pillow for each of y'all and you're good. But if you sleep solo, I I need one for me, one for the imaginary person next to me, and then a third one to snuggle with when I get lonely at night. So, for me, I was always of the mindset, one pillow per person. You don't need more than that. Right. Until I slept with two. Mm. And it's, it's, like, it's like a cloud. But you can also just get the one pillow that's, like, poofy or that accomplishes the same thing of two pillows. Uh, after a while, it just it, it deflates, you know? Like, so, you got that backup one the, the right there. Right that's down fair, bed, I suppose. Right that's, that's fair. But enough pillow talk. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> mm. We're here to talk about the wrestlings. And we're here to talk about them on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud. You got Apple Podcasts. You got Google Play Music. You got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. As always, without blackouts this time. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very toy, <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, the General Shades, joined by my hetero life mate who held it down with Tommy Boy last week, which I much appreciate. <clears throat> Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, the Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I is. Thrill. Been two weeks since I've been on, man. I know, man. Not much has happened, but stuff has happened in the grapple world that we continue to cover week after week after week. That was a very after visual week. phrasing just now. Yeah. You gotta still gotta incorporate the biz some <laughs> sometimes into the biz. You know what I mean? Hey, wordplay. We got those. Mm. Oh, I, I'm on, I'm on point today. You know why? Because I had two weeks off. I should be on point. <laughs> well, technically, I had a week off, but I haven't been on air in two weeks. Yeah. So, got some raw stuff, some some lashings of the biblical proportions. Mm. Some SmackDown stuff, some AEW signings, some AEW firings. And everything in between. But we can't get into any of that. Unless, Thrill, you yes. ring that bell. So AEW has announced this week the release of three of their wrestlers. B. Priestley, Jimmy Havoc, and Sadie Gibbs. Uh, this comes as a surprise, but not a surprise. This is the first time that we've seen... AEW releasing wrestlers other than the whole Kylie Ray thing. 
B Priestley, I'm assuming this has more to do with, you know, travel issues um, as countries are starting to really buckle down because, like, you know, the whole world is over this whole COVID thing. So, Except America. Yeah, right. So Priestley, I'm almost sure, is just a travel issue. I'm sure once the world opens up again and she can travel more frequently, she'll be back. Um, Jimmy Havoc, I'm not surprised considering everything that was going on during the speaking out, the hashtag speaking out movement, you know, they said they were going to reevaluate um, his place in the company after his suspension. And I guess this is where they feel they needed to land with, which was them releasing him. And then Sadie Gibbs, I'm a little surprised because when, when they signed her, <clears throat> I remember there was about a, a lot of hoopla behind it, you know, that she could be the next, you know, real like promising star in their women's division. And then nothing came of it. Nothing happened with her. And, now she gone. Uh, yeah, I, Jimmy Havoc, no brainer. B Priestley obviously is definitely just the travel issues. Uh, is she based in Japan? With um, she's yeah, she lives in the UK. Or she's in the UK. With she lives in the UK. Okay, so uh, yeah, the UK is basically shut down any uh, US travelers to their country, and mm-hmm. you can't blame them. I'll say right um, Sadie Gibbs was kind of like the left field one. I didn't think yeah. they'd release her, but, you know. Same. Uh, I didn't really see mu- too much of her anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't cry for someone I didn't really see. So right. uh, it sucks because when B. Princey was there, her and um, the role model. Britt Baker. Like, yeah, Britt Baker. Their 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 stuff was like pretty doing, good. Yeah, they were doing good work together. But uh, listen, uh, hopefully they sign her back. Jimmy ain't coming back. Uh, it's kind of funny because when Jimmy Havoc got suspended, uh, uh, pending you know their review of like how they feel on the situation, it's almost a no brainer to cut him because he's not uh, integral to the yeah yeah. Uh, workings of AEW, but Sammy, somebody like Sammy Guevara, who's part of the inner circle, they weren't going to release. There was no way he, he was getting released. I mean, but there's also two different contexts. Sammy was, he said some really stupid stuff about Sasha, and mm-hmm. Jimmy apparently did some stuff. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one thing to suspend someone for saying something stupid, and then... It's another thing entirely when someone's out there doing stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I, I guess that's where you cross, like, he, he crossed a, a line you can't come back from. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the only other bit of news outside of, a, uh, outside of WWE um, is Brian Myers, formerly known as, don't tell me, don't Michael tell me. Michael Myers. <laughs> Funny. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. Yes. Kurt Hawkins made his a, it's a Impact Wrestling return slash debut by confronting Eddie Edwards and challenging him to a title match, which, of course, he lost. Um, duh. <laughs> talking about Jobber Myers taking on the world champion of Impact Wrestling. But you know what, though? The fact that they had him debut this way 
has to make you confident that he's not going to be just Jobber Myers. Yeah, but the last like impression that he left in our like sure. taste buds has been, wow, this guy's a jobber. Yeah, I mean he had like three hundred, uh, three hundred match losing streak or something like that. Say, yeah, this guy's biggest gimmick and arguably his biggest gimmick in the last five years was the fact that he lost all the time. And being a Mets fan or an Islanders fan because he wore the orange and blue or a Knicks orange. fan. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. Um, I've been reading around, you know, not dirt sheets, but, you know, reports and, you know, the like Mm -hmm. that Impact Wrestling has been just getting progressively better. They're they're weekly shows. Mm -hmm. I try and keep up with them when I can, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The problem with me and Impact is that I can never catch where they're at. They were on Twitch. Are they on YouTube? I don't have um. They're on access. Fight. If you if you access, don't have don't if have you don't have access TV, you gotta try and find one of them streams. You know them streams. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly. That's the only way that I can catch them. What yeah. I'll do is I'll watch the YouTube clips the next day, and if I'm interested by the YouTube clips, then I'll go and and catch it post. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, this doesn't make me feel like impact is legit giving him uh, a world title opportunity, but you know what? It's something that he would have never gotten in WWE. True. Uh, he can, he can definitely shed that jobber persona with good mic work, good in-ring work. Yeah. It's weird. I was talking about this. I think I mentioned this last week on the show with uh, with Tommy Boy, is that their impacts, you know, top of the card singles men's division is probably their weakest division right now. Like, no disrespect to Eddie Edwards, but after Brian Cage and then Tessa Blanchard, it feels like him winning was felt like a wet fart, and the division feels like an after the fact when you have. The Good Brothers, who are doing work in the tag division, and they're not even the tag champs because the Motor City Machine Guns are the tag champs. So you have two top stories going on in the tag division. You have at least two or three stories going on in the Knockouts division where, you know, uh, Jordan Grace is trying to get back into the title picture against uh, Deanna Parazzo. And then you have, you know, all the other women who are doing what they're doing. You have the X division, which is, you know, the X division is always going to be the X division. And then... The top of the card, just okay. Eddie Edwards facing off with his, you know, open challenge basically. So this week was Brian Myers. Okay. Uh, I don't like the fact that if they continue to do open challenges for the world championship, yeah, kind of like dilutes the belt a little bit. And yeah, it's more, it's on TV literally every day Mm -hmm. or every week rather. But to see a, a main event for the world championship be random, like, yeah, it's like having a world championship match on a weekly show are few and far between. Mm-hmm. So to have it every week is kind of like, all right, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel special to see a world championship match. 
on top of that, because there's, you know, it's a random match every week, there's nothing to sink your teeth into. Unless you're going to have a banger five-star match every week and you can get invested in the match itself, there's no feud. So no matter who he faces every week, you're kind of just like, okay, next, okay, next. Like, there's no... There's nothing to see. There's nothing. There's no fat. You know what I mean? There's nothing to sink your teeth into. That's why I think things like an open challenge might be better suited for like a mid card championship. Like the way WWE holds the Intercontinental Championship as like the workhorse belt. That's I think that's what's better suited for. Uh, what's it called? An open challenge because then you can just be the workhorse title. But your world championship that's supposed to be your money maker. You got to have a, a feud up in your main event scene, you know? And they have a perfect feud with Moose, who's holding the old TNA championship. So what are you going to do with that? Right now there's two champions. Or there's two belts. There's technically only one champion. So, yeah, so that's a different interesting thing, is that, like, they're not acknowledging each other. So are we now treating the TNA world championship as a third secondary championship like is the is the hierarchy now you know the impact world championship the tna world championship then the x division championship then the tag and the knockouts hmm i i always say there's two that's too many belts one you only need one world championship Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. WWE doesn't believe that, but whatever. And then I say, oh, oh brand split. Having this is ha- having this many championships, too many championships. But then I praise New Japan for having 30,000 30, championships. So <laughs> I can't be hypocritical. Um, I true. just want them to do something with the Moose Championship, you know? Yeah. Instead of just having him hold it for no reason. Just declaring yeah. himself a champion, because then anybody can do. Somebody can pull out the old NWA championship and say, "Hey, I'm the real world champion now." It's like, well, no. Nick Aldis is the current NWA. Uh, world yeah, champion. it's just an example. Just don't bust oh, my balls. I'm just saying, because then we'll have a triple threat for the undisputed NWA TNA Impact Championship. And then whoever was the Global Force champion has to come out, and then oh, <clears throat> good point. That's a good one. It's yeah, like a, the... It feels like it's going to be an episode of like Power Rangers where they bring like each Power Ranger from each generation in. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, there is one last bit of – it's not wwe but he wrestled for WWE and WCW. So I didn't know if I wanted to put it under WWE news and start off with some WWE news or finish off the non-WWE news. Everyone's favorite actor, David Arquette. The wait, 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 before you do this, before you do this, before you do this, the last GFW champion, global champion, was Alberto El Patron. Ooh. So how about that for a fatal four-way? Eddie Edwards versus Moose versus Alberto Alberto El Patron versus Nick Aldis <laughs> for the. Global Force Impact NWA Worlds TNA Championship. TNA World Championship. 
Can't do it. Yeah. One, it's a mouthful. Two, let's just move past from that. <laughs> Once you said okay. Alberto's name, I'm just like, yeah, we're done with this. <laughs> you may proceed. So David Arquette, uh, the much-hated former WCW world champion. The greatest WCW champion in history. Um, he has a movie coming out and it's called, you cannot kill David Arquette. Oh, I thought it'd be ready to rumble part two. I was mad hype for a second. Well, I loved ready to rumble first and foremost, but second, right, right. Ready to rumble was a good movie. It was a bad at movie, you. but it was a good movie. Exactly. At me, son. So David Arquette has been doing a tour of the Indies for some time now. Uh, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, take the the business seriously. He knows mm-hmm. how the, the wrestling community hates him. So he's doing, you know, matches and death matches and uh, this and that. And his movie comes out in drive-in theaters. For those of you who have drive-in theaters near you, uh, August 21st. Ooh. Yes. And... I believe August 28th is when it comes to like home home theater or whatever it's called. Like, you know, digital demand, I guess. That would be the best okay, okay. way to describe it. VOD? Video on yeah, demand. Video de- yeah, the VOD. VOD. So, nice VOD. <laughs> hot VOD. I like your VOD. Oh, that's showing our age right there. That's like early 2000s, right? Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually really interested to see this movie. Um, mm. it, it's, it shows him and like DDP. Like D, There's a lot of cameos in there. DDP's in it. Uh, Eric Bischoff's in it. So I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah, I know. You were sold on Eric Bischoff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. If uh, you guys are a fan of wrestling movies or documentaries, you know, yeah, you got your Dark Side of the Rings. You have your The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Um, wrestling with my family. Uh, Beyond che- the Mat. Beyond the Mat. Oh, my God. Beyond the Mat, yes. Check this That's one out. One. Check this one out. Oh. Um, props to David Arquette for... Getting the dog piss kicked out of him for the sake of wrestling. Because he is a wrestling fan, you know? Yeah. He is a wrestling fan. He didn't do this to poop on the business. That's just WCW booking in the early 2000s. You know, that's got to stink. To be a legit fan of, of the business and then... Your lifelong dream is to wrestle and be a world champion for a thing that you love the most. And... A company gives you the opportunity to do it, and the world hates you. But they do it like in the worst, yeah. But because they did it in the worst way possible, you know, like it was at the height of his acting career, so it could not have seemed any more gimmicky. Let's use career very loosely. Oh come on, he was bro. He was he was killing the game at that time. It was just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream, eight-legged freaks, and then ready to run. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'll put some I'll put a little like, respect on him. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying it was a long stretch, but there was a, a small few years where this dude was like, he was a top billing guy in the acting world. And because of that, it was like, oh, this is gimmicky. This is dumb. It's David Arquette. He's not a wrestler. Get this out of my face. And they did it as a promotion to the movie, even though they did it like way after the, like the timing was way off. But I think, and, and so like, I feel bad because imagine like, let's say you or me, like, you know, somewhat relatively, you know, basically lifelong wrestling fans. And one of the top two biggest promotions in the world goes, Hey, you feel like being our top champion? Of course you're going to want to say yes. You know, it's not yeah. your fault that they booked it in the worst way imaginable. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I'm definitely going to see this. I hope or, that everybody else does. Um, let's move on to some WWE stuff. Some WWE news, shan't we? Let's do it. Okay. So it's MVP. You know. MVP. Signs a multi-year deal with WWE. Um, I guess this <clears throat> excuse me only makes sense because he has his uh, Nation of Domination too. No, the hurt Dude, business. Uh, the hurt business. It hurts to watch them do this. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. Yeah. I I guess right. you know. Um, he's a good, he's a good mentor. Um, his in-ring work, he's he's older now. So if he's doing it, he's a solid worker, you know, he could be a mentor in the locker room and he's good on the mic. Yeah. So, uh, kudos to him. I thought he was going to retire because there was something that I was watching, uh, on vice. Mm -hmm. Um, they were following a wrestler in the last year of their wrestling career, and it was MVP. So mm-hmm. to see him sign a multi-year deal now, he's going to keep doing this. Hell, WWE I think gives you the was, money? I think if, yeah, exactly. I think if he hadn't caught on with WWE, he would have retired. Yeah, absolutely. So Evolve, Progress, the Insane Clown Posse Wrestling, and WXW. Stop. Don't no? do that. Don't do that to the ICW. Don't do that. And <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll restart that. Evolve, Progress, <laughs> ICW, and WXW content is are all coming to the network. Now, I only know two of these. I only know two of these: uh, uh, Progress and Evolve. Mm-hmm. I don't know about ICW or WXW. ICW is a uh, was very big in the UK. Okay, um, you know any 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 of the matches that you may have seen in Progress, any of wrestlers that you saw in Progress, you probably saw in ICW also. Okay, um, WXW was like the, I, I came on the scene with WXW because of Walter. When Walter. Like, so that's 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 how I know of WXW because Walter yeah. was yeah. like, "This is my promotion. I own you." Anyone else can, you know, eat these chops. <laughs> Speaking of Volter, have you seen the evolution meme? Yeah. With the kid <laughs> With from... Dominic? It was the kid from uh, Modern Family. 
Yes, yes. And then yes. he transforms into Dominic, and Dominic evolves into Volter. Into Volter, yeah. I, yeah. I almost, I almost crashed my card when I saw that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I hate people. I hate people. I hate people. But uh, no, but ICW is a, a pretty, you know, pretty big name promotion out in. Uh, I think they're. I want to say they're like centered in like Glasgow and like southern UK, something like that. I'm not sure. Is it uh, Glasgow, northern Ireland. UK? That's what I'm, I'm sorry, northern UK, Ireland, that sort of scene. I think that's where ICW's at. If okay. I'm not mistaken. But like when they when they first started eating up all these promotions way back when, uh, right before the WWE UK, um, I was hyped for this because this was the plan. I mean, they ate up Evolve, they ate up Progress, ICW, WXW. We're going to get them on the network, right? And it never happened. But now it is happening, which makes me happy. But, like, it's going to be... So some people aren't into watching stuff that already happened, you know? Some people don't like, oh, why am I going to go watch a match that happened two years ago with Tommy End versus, you know... uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, no one knows who it? Tommy End is. You have to use his WWE name. I know, but that's my point. You know, why am I going to go watch Tommy End versus Tommaso Ciampa from three years ago when I can watch Aleister Black versus someone else today? Tom- Tommaso Ciampa from NXT TakeOver. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I don't and know. I'm... This is it's, as dumb as it sounds. This is kind of nostalgic for me because when I first came back into wrestling, I really, like went deep diving into the indie scene. So there's yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff that I was watching. Yeah, you head dove. Like, nope, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say stuff. You'd be like, I don't know who that is. Well, like, you never saw this match versus that match. I don't know like, who that you, is either. You didn't see the Milkman versus Tommy End? You need to see this match. <laughs> I, said, I, I don't. I don't know who either, either one of these people are. The Milkman. He sported Tommy End. I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't. This sounds like an adult video. I don't want to go anywhere near this. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I'm gonna be when this finally hits the network, I'll be happy because it'll be a nice little nostalgia trip to go back and watch a lot of these matches that I, you know, was watching back then on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So moving forward to the next bit of news. Uh, WWE's SummerSlam pay-per-view next Sunday, Sunday, which, Sunday, al- Sunday. which also happens to be Shade's big 3-0. Birthday, birthday, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they're heading to Orlando's Amway Center. Not only that, but they're planning to have live TV air from the Amway Center post-SummerSlam. Not only that, they're planning on having what the NBA does and have like little um, digital people in the virtual fans, virtual audience. And they're they're uh, putting out applications starting next week. So I may do that and just wear nothing but AEW gear. (laughs) <laughs> it's like okay um 
the Amway Center is where the Magic play, no? That is correct, sir. So... Yeah. That's a lot of money. To be in an arena that you can't even put fans in. I I don't get it. I have no clue. Okay. I have no clue. Vince. I think the production value will go up. I think we might start seeing Pyro again. But like, okay. Vince, I'm begging you. If you want to just throw away your money, <laughs> give me a call. I know how to spend it better. Fact. You know how I know? Because I'm poor. <laughs> and planning a wedding. And uh, paying for a dog surgery. Planning a wedding. Have to do a honeymoon after that. I need the money, Vince. <laughs> uh, I can spend it a lot better than you can. Trust me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when, like, they, you know, we had Black Wednesday because they're cutting corners, they're cutting costs, even though, yet again, they're having the most financially successful months in WWE history. But whatever. That's a different story for, a, that's a different rant for a different day. Yeah. Um, they're cutting corners left and right, but then they're going to go ahead and rent out the Amway Center for 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 TV tapings? Not tapings. Like, they're going live. Whatever. What's the point? It's, At least with the NBA you know, and the NHL in their bubbles, there's reasons for doing this. There's big dollars behind both the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs. Is there really that much money in a SmackDown on a Friday or a Raw on a Monday? Mm, no, I don't get it. I, I mean, to him, it. to him, maybe, but I mean, if you're if you're going to go to the you're if you're not that if when you go to the Amway Center, it's a bigger venue. Sure, you yeah, can't fill it sure. up. You can't fill it up with anybody. Um, yeah. If you're going to reintroduce Pyro, that costs money also. Yeah. So now you're just going to start hemorrhaging money on two shows that have declining ratings? Like viewership? Well, maybe he thinks this is going to save it? I don't know. Okay, so not to piggyback off of uh, Brian Alvarez, which I tend to do, but I was listening to the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter this morning, and they were talking about this, and he was um, he made up a very good point. He's like, you know, when you run a wrestling show or any event, and it's an, a venue that can fill 200 people, and you fill it with 250 people, it looks like that's the place to be. It looks like this place is jumping, the vibe is crazy, the fans are intense. This seems like, you know, the show. If you take those same 250 people and put it in a 20,000 foot, I mean, 20,000 person arena, you now look like the lamest game in town. You now look like this is terrible. Why would this is awful? Why would anyone be here? No one wants to be here. You run the center shows 
and you have your trainees as your audience members. If you take those same audience members from like the same trainees and you put them in the Amway Center, it's going to look ridiculous. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to add in some family and friends? That's still only going to fill out, what, an extra row? <sighs> Even if you throw everyone hard, hard cam side, right? Let's say you take all your trainees, fans or family, you throw them hard cam. Mm-hmm. That's going to fill you, what, 10 rows deep at most? I, I don't know. I mean, why not just do what like the MLB is doing right now and just like get Corona? No. Oh, I'm sorry. They're already doing that. <laughs> like, uh, I'm telling you, what the MLB season can actually get through to the playoffs. I hope so because the Yankees are killing it right now. And the Judge Mets and Stan are both out, right? 10-day DL. 10-day IL, yeah. excuse me. IL. Yeah, because they're playing the Mets this weekend. And they're both out, and DeGrom is out also. It's like, why is anyone watching this series? Yeah. This just... <laughs> Come on, don't do that. You guys have, um, you know, that guy. Um, All right, we got Pete Alonzo, but, like, no Judge, no Stanton, no DeGrom. Why yeah, would anybody watch the Yan- any of these the- the Yankees still have Gleyber Torres, DJ LeMahieu. They still have Gary Sanchez. So, like, they yeah, still but have. Like, guys. No, come on. We're Judge and Stanton versus Gary Sanchez and DJ LeMahieu. Come on. Gleyber Torres is going to be the future seat. of the Yankees. Cool. He's not the present. He's not putting butts in seats right now. No one's putting butts in seats. No one's allowed in the stadium. <laughs> Okay, fine. Proverbial butts and seats. No one's turning on a Yankee game to watch Glaber Torres. I am. You're a Yankee fan. You don't count. That's like me saying, I watched the Rangers game for Jesper Fast. Of course you do. You're a Rangers nerd. Of course you do. Yeah. So let's move away from real sports right now. Oh, so like what I was trying to say before you um sorry, before you interrupted was the WWE sh- like in MLB when you hit like they hit a base hit or a, a grand slam or a home run or whatever they have like the fans cheers like like ah. playing in there yeah yeah just do it for WWE so you're so you're saying that you're for the the crowd the popping in the the crowd and the booze and all that stuff yeah why not okay just to see how I mean, it works. Like like give it a test run. If it doesn't sound good, then like eighty six it. So okay, so they brought this up also. And I think that I understand how and why it's a good idea, especially if you do it well. If you O D and you make it sound like, you know, WrestleMania, then it feels phony and no one cares. Yeah. But if you crank it up just a little bit, I can understand why that's beneficial. And I get why the MLB does it. I understand, you know, the the thought process behind it. I personally don't like it for multiple reasons, especially in wrestling. It's one thing when you're watching a baseball game and it's so today I was watching the Phillies versus the Mets and they're in Philly. Phillies get a base hit. You play the crowd cheer, you know, call it a day. That makes sense. 
it's the home team getting celebrated for being successful at home against a division rival. That's not how wrestling works. Wrestling is more, it's supposed to be more nuanced than that. Yeah. So while, yes, we're supposed to have a face and a, and a, a heel, the way fans react to a Baron Corbin versus a Seth Rollins versus a Sheamus are all different. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's too much nuance and subjectivity and too much opportunity for Vince to try and influence with the crowd button that I'm, I'm not a fan of the idea. So, so I don't want to go too long on this, but what I'm trying hmm. to say was is, like, they have the, you know, the performance center people in the crowd anyway. Just right. amplify it a little bit. When they start chanting, this is awesome, give a little bit more volume in the okay. background so that this is oh, awesome. Gotcha. When when they gotcha. boo like a person, put a little bit more amplifying on the boo. Other than that, yeah. don't just start playing this is awesome chants when it's dead silent because it's going to come That's... out of nowhere. You know? Okay, yeah. Just like okay. like help help it out a little bit. Don't don't That's go weird. overboard. Uh, don't start with the the booze when Baron Corbin comes out when no one's saying anything. You know, that's kind of yeah. that's when it, it gets a little too hokey. For I lack mean, of okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like they're not pairing. Like in the MLB, they're not playing Cheers when the guy's at bat. Only when he gets a base hit. It has to be a right. certain time. <clears throat> excuse me, certain time to do it. Um, but yeah. I don't trust, like you said, I don't trust Vince to do it correctly. I think he'll just go overboard with it, and it'll come off as um, terrible. I agree. Okay, cool. Uh, We're on the same page. Um, the last bit of news, something we should have started off with, was uh, Kamala. Oh, you are 100% right. Yeah. Um, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Uh, a lot of fans... Yeah, new age fans. I'm talking about like Attitude Era, but and like before would know who you, uh, you know, Kamala is. Everyone after that, I don't think they would. Um, he wasn't like a major, major wrestler, but he had his he played his role. Uh, he had matches against the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan, so on and so forth. Um, passes away on August 9th. So was it seven days ago, almost. Uh, so rest in peace, Kamala. Sunday? Sunday, yeah. So rest in peace to Kamala. Uh, there was a major outpour of uh, respect and and you know uh, condolences by all sorts of wrestlers. Yeah, for uh, Kamala. So it's unfortunate, you know. But you know, he lived a. A relatively long life, seventy years old. But again, uh, our our heartfelt condolences go out to everyone in James Arthur Harris's family. Yeah, for sure, agreed. I, I don't want to sound like I have nothing else to add, but you know, I'd, Shade's pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, yeah. Rest in peace. Our condolences, and you know, thanks for. Your contributions to uh, this ridiculous thing that we all enjoy. 
Yes. And the last last bit of news, I don't I think this happened after you went off the air, uh The Rock and uh some partners bought the bankrupt XFL. We mentioned, we mentioned that on the show last week. You did. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to touch on this. Okay, good. Because I wasn't here last week. Right. I'm actually happy that they're doing this. Okay. Um, this, like, iteration of the XFL that they had uh, earlier this year was nothing like they did in the early 2000s or early ni- late, like late 90s or whatever. You mean it actually looked it, like football? It's actually felt like football. It's like this is a good alternative when there's no football that we can watch mm-hmm. from the NFL. Um, my only thing is you, you got to sign more like mm, bigger names to keep this thing afloat. How, how do you, how do you pull someone and go, you know, the NFL, you know, the league that you wanted to play for your entire life, it's going to pay you an astronomical salary. How about you forget all that and you play over here for about half the price. You need you need people that are kind of like blackballed from the NFL, an Antonio Brown, a Colin Kaepernick, like these guys. Those were two big name guys on the Steelers and then the Forty ers If you get guys like that to play in the league, then then you got some legs behind you. Yeah, but I'm um, I'm actually happy. Uh, the Rock is for the second year in the row the highest paid male actor in Hollywood. Nuts. So he, he's he got the capital to buy this. <laughs> yeah, and he's not doing it by himself. It's part of a group, but like I think seven other investors. Yeah, same thing like with Jeter buying the, the Marlins. It's like there are right. a bunch of other investors, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with this. Especially because they can't do anything now with COVID. True, 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 true. So, so you want to move on to the biblical beating that was Monday Night Raw? <laughs> so, after the last two weeks of being angry and then laughing at the product, I kind of just, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be upfront with you guys. I decided to not watch Raw this week. Couldn't do it. Two weeks ago, I was livid. Last week, I was laughing at it. I was like, I need a break. What do you mean? You didn't like Raw Underground? No. Ugh, so stupid. Anyway, so I did what I used to do. I waited until Tuesday morning, went on WWE's YouTube page, and looked at the clips and decided what I wanted to watch, what looked interesting, and then I'd watch that. And the one thing that definitely caught my eye was a little clip of Dominic Mysterio getting the only... I don't beating isn't even the word. Just getting it in a kendo stick party from Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. It's just Buddy. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. <laughs> um, it's dude. 
So I've I've not taken a shot with a candlestick. You have. Oh yeah. I've seen it. Yes. I've this video. It. Yeah, there's video on it. Uh, <laughs> it may go up on the Instagram page. <laughs> Do you, watching him take these shots, it was and so the way they they have him set up where his his arms are are caught up in the ropes, so he can't go anywhere. You got Seth in the ring with him assaulting the front side of his uh, his chest, and then you got Buddy down on the mat. Uh, you know, outside of the ring, just unloading on his back. So he's just getting it, chest and back, chest and back, chest and back. And I forgot who I was watching or listening to that said this. It went from being pretty cool for the first... Oh, Dave Meltzer himself said this. He was like, it went from being interesting and cool for the first few minutes to, oh my God, can we stop this? Yeah. Because it, it got uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, Jeez. And then you see the pictures online after the fact? I yeah. Meal? yeah, thank God I had only, um, you know, my fiance hit me oh, with the kendo stick. Because <laughs> um, she wasn't your fiance then. She sure is now. Yeah. <laughs> once you hit her, and once you get hit with the kendo stick, you got to propose. You know what I mean? <laughs> So when but, she hit me, there was a welt, you know, um, yeah. and this was prior to WrestleMania. So I had to sit the entire day. It, you know, WrestleMania was a six and a half hour show. Um, after the initial hit, it wasn't bad. Actually, and, and I also hit Manny Clash with the uh, kendo stick. Yes. Yes. I didn't hit him as hard as Manny hit me, though. Well, because Amanda put those, what, some venom years? Behind. Yeah, there was some venom Dude. behind that. <laughs> some venom behind that one. So all these fights come down to this. Yeah. <laughs> so when she hit me, it, the initial shot was just like, oh, this hurts. Mm-hmm. To feel that over and over and over again for minutes Chest on end. Back. Yeah. Dominic definitely earned his stripes that night. And, you know, I'm wondering, so someone said that on on social media, it was on Facebook, was like, uh, you know, this is Dominic, um, what was the phrase that they used? Is he trying Uh, to prove that he's, like, tough? No, 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 no. This is him, um, like, you know, earning earning his spot, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the phrase that's used? Paying his dues, paying his dues. Mm. But like this is Dominic paying his dues, and it made me think. He's getting a match at SummerSlam, and let's be real, it's only because he's Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah, is there any way, shape, or form that this is legit? A, all right, kid, you wanna you wanna have a match at SummerSlam with your zero in ring experience? You gotta earn your due somehow. This is how you're gonna do it. I don't. I think if this was back in like '97, for sure. Um, I don't know if that's the case in 2020. You know what I think this is. I feel like we're going to get a similar to a Shane McMahon type introduction to Dominic, where he'll fight. He'll he'll do what he can to like try to win over like some of the respect or some of the crowd love. 
mm-hmm. but not be very good for a while. Okay. And then, like, he'll just so, he'll slowly progress into being. I mean, he he'll be he won't be his dad. I mean, he hit the six one nine flawlessly. Yeah, but hitting the six one nine and being able to do what Rey Mysterio did from like oh, sure. ni- the nineties to to current still, because let's face it, Rey Mysterio still can, his Andrade work was last year was oof, fantastic. Yeah. So someone needs to to show Dominic what a squat looks like because that boy's got the chickenest of legs. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually interested to see this match just because I want to see how Dominic is in the ring. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I also, I'm also interested to see where this goes and how he performs. You know, what kind of ring gear is he going to wear? What music does he come out to? How is he going to perform? He better not you wear know. those Kane Velasquez shorts. I'll tell you that. Goodness. Yeah. Well, he's definitely not afraid to take bumps, so good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if, like, after the fact, Ray just looks at him and goes, "Well, welcome to the business, hijo." Yeah. You know. I mean, it couldn't have been easy do, for right? for Ray to like watch that, though. No, I'm sure it couldn't have been, but at the same time, Ray's been in the business. For decades, you know, Ray wrestled at ECW for a bit, if I'm not mistaken. Ray's been uh, wrestling for 30 years. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I feel like Ray, and while it may not have been, you know, fun for him to watch, probably just watched it and said, well, all right, well, this is what you want to do, right? You want to wrestle? You want to get in the ring like your father? There you go. Andale, dale. Ahí está. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, that was... For Dominic Mysterio's indoctrination into the world of professional wrestling, if you will. Yeah. For me, I don't think there's anything else left to cover except for the fact that you never trust a snake. And the mm. Viper, Randy Orton, strikes again. Mm. I thought they were going to put go a little bit longer with this. Ric Flair and the Randy Orton thing. But Randy Orton delivers not a Pat McAfee type punt, but a Randy Orton <laughs> type punt. Right. I did like that they did the whole like lights go out as the punt was going on. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real about Ric Flair. If he kicks Ric Flair, guy, he's going to die. Exactly. Ric Flair is like 100 years old. Almost died like twice in the last five years. If he takes a punt or tries to even pretend to take a punt, knowing Ric Flair, he'll, like, lean into it, then turn over, do a blade job, then turn back. (laughs) You just couldn't help it. Come on. This is Ric Flair we're talking about. Yeah. I was like, oh, Ric Flair got scoop slammed. He's busted open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I do yeah. not want to know what underneath that hairline looks like. Well, his Probably hairline's like almost gone. His hairline's almost gone, so we may see it. He's got, like, New Jack's forehead. <laughs> Worse, Abdullah the Butcher's forehead. Oof. Those are two that mangled dude. forehead. Those are two mangled foreheads. Fact. Fact. Both of those foreheads just... Listen, guys. You don't have to blade every match. I promise. 
Like he's at a scoop slam. He's busted open. (laughs) Here comes the nature boy. And he's busted open already. What's going on? Kick to the leg. He's busted open. Oh, my God. Ric Flair tags in. He's busted open. He tags in Ric Flair. He's busted open. Oh, it looks uh, like Ric Flair has something to say. He grabs a microphone. He's busted open. Oh my god! It's <laughs> let's move oh, on to some no. Wednesday Night Wars, shall we? Oh, no problem. So, uh, so first thing before we get to mon- to Wednesday night on Monday night, even though you wouldn't know it because they don't tell you about it, AEW is continuing their Deadly Draw tournament for the women's tag teams. And making her AEW debut on the said tournament was Rachel Ellering, who tagged with Dasha Fuentes of all people because reasons. But I was I was happy to see Rachel again. We talked about this um, last week when she was set to debut on AEW Dark. I'm not crazy about her presentation this week because she was the queen of strong smile. Mm. I was like, oh, ooh, I don't want to do that. Let's not do that. Um, but I, I have a lot of hope in Rachel Ellering coming to AEW. A lot. Of course, they didn't win. They lost, but whatever. You could do put Dasha Fuentes in an actual, like, a second wrestling match? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah. So can I continue to... Wednesday yes, now? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 Um, For me, you can talk about anything you want on, on AEW this week. But for me, seeing former WWE official Mike Chioda make his AEW Dynamite debut brought a warming feeling to my blackened soul. <laughs> So macabre, so gothic. What what happened? Did I miss something? <laughs> for those of you who don't know Mike Kyoto and have been living under a rock for the last twenty five years, he has been probably after Earl Hebner the most well known officiate in WWE. I mean, you had Teddy Long as an official and that jacked up, like, Jersey Shore guy that's on WWE now. But uh, Mike Kyoto was there at SummerSlam 90, and he will not be there at SummerSlam 20, but who cares? He's in AEW now. And I'm not going to use their real name, but somebody on a wrestling page that we are... uh, both currently in let's call him spider-man <laughs> spider-man says <laughs> spider-man spider-man says <laughs> so, oh man i'm so tell the people Spider-Man said, come on, they're waiting on on, 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 on
we aren't going to sign full former WWE talent. We want to build our own stars. Insert Mike Kyoto. I'm not bashing them for signing uh, talent from other companies. All companies sign former talent from other companies. But when you publicly say you aren't going to sign all former WWE talent, you still and you still do. You just look stupid. Now, Spider Man. This is not WWE talent. If they're signing a wrestler, sure, you have a leg to stand on. But this is a referee. A referee that's been in the game for over 25 years. A referee who can help other AEW officials get better at what they do. He proceeds to say that they got enough referees. It just looks petty. How? What? How? It's like Kyoto is for me one of like the staples in my childhood in terms of officials. Right. I don't know how many times we've referenced Mike Kyoto on the podcast, but it's definitely enough to be like, wow, it's Kind of got a thing for this referee over here. And uh, he goes as far as to say um, it's like, uh, so I'm going to read the thread real quick. It's not long, so bear with me. He goes, it looks petty. I get business is business, but let's be honest. They didn't really need Kyoto. I respond with, they didn't need him, but again, it's a referee. Who cares? He says... I guess it's just a reach. And now I'm just like, now I'm in go mode because how is it a reach? And he just goes left field on this one. Uh, you're right. It's not a reach, but the, f- the same fans defending AEW for all the former WWE signings are the same fans that bash TNA for doing the same. I see it as they're doing the same thing TNA did during the Dixie Carter era. Now, Spider-Man. I don't know if you were watching TNA during the Dixie Carter era, but I was. Actually, that was all I was watching because AJ Styles was there. This is not even remotely close to the same thing. Dixie Carter era TNA was signing Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, putting them in steel cage matches, giving old Mick Foley a championship run, teaming him up with Abyss, having Hogan team with Abyss, giving uh, Hogan giving Abyss his Hall of Fame ring to give him the confidence to wrestle. Does that sound like what AEW is doing? Signing Mike Kyoto? <laughs> Because, I mean, color me stupid, but it doesn't sound like the same thing. I mean, Spider-Man may be some sort of boy genius who creates his own web fluid, but clearly not that bright when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah. Stick to beating up the Green Goblin. Let me handle the wrestling. 
Yes, Spidey. <laughs> All jokes aside. Um, no, you're 100% right. And see, this is the problem with like internet fiends is they don't understand that words have meaning. So when someone says, we're not going to sign all or every wrestler that leaves WWE, do you know what that means? That means that they might sign they might sign few, they might sign one, maybe two. But it will not be all or every. So if I say, Shane, I am going to give you a high five every day, but then don't do it on a Tuesday, I'm a liar. But if I say, Shades, I'm not going to give you a high five every day, and then I give you a high five Monday through Thursday, I'm not a liar. So you see, words have meanings, boys and girls. It's important to know that before you start running your mouth like Spider-Man. That damn Spider-Man. Dang Spider-Man. So the, the last thing that I want to talk about in AEW, anything that Thrill wants to talk about, obviously, feel free, um, was the Orange Cassidy and Jericho match. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So the stipulation for this match was because Freshly Squeezed has gotten OJ because his name is Orange on Chris Jericho's $7,000 blazer. They were having a match. And if Cassidy lost, he had to pay the dry cleaning fee, the 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 replacement fee, just give him 7k, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it was never really discussed on what the $7,000 is just for the 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 coat. It was for right. the blazer. Right. Uh, for me, I need to know, are you getting a new blazer? Are you getting it dry cleaned? <laughs> what are you doing with the $7,000? Cuz again, as I stated earlier in this episode, I have a dog surgery to pay for and a wedding <laughs> and a honeymoon. I can use that money. <laughs> so Jer- Jericho and Cassidy have okay match. Mm. Um, there was uh, towards the closing moments of the match, Orange Cassidy goes for a dragon screw. Now... When you do a dragon screw, your opponent's supposed to turn his body also. Mm. But that didn't happen. Not Mm. once. Not twice. Like three or four different times. Yeah. I thought they just botched the first one. And I'm just like, oh, they're just going to do this now. Like they're just going to go with it. One after the other, after the other, after the other. Um. They, they labeled this the biggest moment in Orange Cassidy's career, which is true. The guy was on the indies. He has a lazy boy shtick. To, yeah. be the, to be the third man to pin the former AEW world champion, the demo god, my friend, your friend, a friend to all, Chris Jericho, is important. 
but the feud dies here. There's nothing after this. Because anything after this is just Jericho beating Orange Cassidy, which would then, then take away from Orange Cassidy pinning Jericho. Now, the way that Orange Cassidy pinned uh, Jericho was kind of a roll-up. It wasn't a roll-up per se. I don't, I don't know what the hell he, he did. A mousetrap? A mousetrap. Thank you. Uh, he pinned him with the mousetrap. And the only way that Jericho can, like, we can keep this feud going is if Jericho said it was a fluke win because you, you rolled me up, you didn't definitively beat me, blah, blah, blah. And then they have another match at All Out and end the feud there. But for me, I would much rather them fill, put a, a, a better match in than that. Yeah, but we're so short on time. We're talking about three weeks. Yeah. And you... Yeah, you have to defend your belt next week, and then like two oh weeks after that. Oh my god, you're right. Because you have you I... have not defended your belt since winning it. You got to defend it next Sunday. Yep, that's Super Slam. Yeah. Oh, what, what did Jeremy Piven call it? Summerfest. Summerfest. <laughs> oh WWE. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh gosh, I can't wait for the summer series. Let's let's get a celebrity here who knows nothing about wrestling and have him try and promote our second biggest show, our third biggest show of the year. Okay. Hey, what's it called? SummerSlam. Got it. At Summerfest. Oh gosh, jeez. Oh no. At least he didn't say Slammiversary or like Fight for the Fallen or something. That would have been funny. At Bound for Glory, whoa! I think Cross Vince over? would have exploded. I think Vince would have shot him on air. <laughs> he would have come bustling down like the uh, the John Cena Batista Royal Rumble. And tear both of the like the ligaments from the quads again. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow. Oh, um. What we're, talking, what we're talking about Orange Cassidy and Jericho, right? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know how we got here. We're, we're finished with that now. Is there anything you okay. want to talk about on the Wednesday Night Wars? Uh, oh, okay. Real quick. A little just about NXT. So the only thing that was worth mentioning, to my opinion, was... So Keith Lee and Karrion Cross are doing this feud now. And so too Keith soon. Lee goes... What? It's too soon. Hmm. Keith Lee just won the belt. Karrion Cross yeah. just came in. They haven't booked like a monster. Yeah. This will hurt. Uh, unless it goes to a no contest, this will hurt either man if they lose. Oh, this has, this has to go no contest. It has to be. Has to be a double count now or a no contest. But uh, so Keith Lee comes out. He's like, I went to Regal already. I have the contract for the match. I already signed it. Regal signed it. Now you got to sign it. He gives it to Scarlett, who gives it to Karrion, who signs it. They give it back to Keith Lee. And then Keith Lee opens it to, I guess, verify the signature. And he gets hit with the fireball from the contract to the face. Now, here's my issue with this. Now, okay, let's, let's granted, the whole fireball thing is kind of hokey, but... I can, listen, I can play along for a bit. I can have fun. That's fine. I have no problem with this. My problem 
is it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. considering Keith Lee is the one who originally presented the the contract. <laughs> so, like, at what point did Karrion Cross put in this fireball? They used voodoo. And, like, that, that's my only issue. Like, I can suspend my disbelief enough to play along with Karrion Cross being able to put in some sort of fireball. I got it. I, I got it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. He used exploding ink. <laughs> must be it. Must be it. Must be that that exploding ink. Must be. So that that really irked me because it was like that. But he, Keith Lee's the one who presented the contract. How how did he get a fireball to the face? Um, but I do think what saved it for me was on the like WWE.com exclusive on YouTube was he's writhing in pain as they're trying to get him into a hospital, into an ambulance. I'm sorry, into an ambulance. And at first he's like, no, I don't want medical help. I want carrying cross. Like he's flipping out. And then all of a sudden Mia Yim comes out. And as soon as she's just like, babe, you got to calm down. Dude shuts it down. And I'm like, first of all, mad legit. Second of all, their like their relationship really showed out in that like obviously they were acting but you can tell they obviously have a very sincere relationship so mm-hmm. she's like babe i need you to calm down i need you to relax like don't worry about it like right now i need you to like get in the ambulance and like we gotta like you'll get carrying but right now like you got 10 days to do this yeah but right now let's take care of you oh and i was like okay okay i can be on board with this and then of course i picture you because you're sometimes you know you can be very Keith Lee. And so I'm like, if that was if that was Jeremy, if that was Shades, and he's bugging out like this, and everyone around him is viable to get swung at, because that's how he is when he gets angry. And if Amanda comes out of nowhere, she's like, babe, I need you to relax, you shut it down. You may you may keep yapping, but you will not have that same like ready to swing kind of thing. You'll you'll shut it down. So I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. I've seen that before. I'm usually in the other direction, trying not to get punched in the face. Fantastic. The one so I did thing, enjoy that. Yeah. The, the one thing I got from like that whole thing was if Keith Lee doesn't have singed eyebrows for takeover, I don't want to see it. <laughs> like he's got a beard, right? The fireball hit him in the face. I, I got too close to a candle and, and burned my arm hair. This man had a fireball in his face. If he's not missing half his beard or like some of his eyebrows, I'm calling BS. I'm not even watching Takeover. And speaking Yo, of which, you're actually defending your belt at Takeover as well. So it's you're you're defending it three times in four weeks. Wait, I'm defending it at Takeover. Yeah, that's how Amanda won her first belt. Oh, yeah. You have a a gauntlet ahead of you, my friend. I do not end over thirty, SummerSlam, and then all in or all out. Sorry. Yeah. Chimney Cricket. You better be on point. We, if I make it, if I make it out of all out, still the champion, bro. Don't say nothing to me. No one say nothing. If I get, if I get out of all three of those shows, now if you win definitively, I'll give you props. If you win by like like me and Tom tying or anyone else tying, you don't get any props. You 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 snuck what? your way out of there. You snuck your way out of there. 
Bro, three in a matter of two weeks? It has to be definitive. If it's not definitive, then it don't like for me it don't count. If you if you win two out of three, sure, I'll give it to you. But if you if you go one and three one in one in three what was that one and two in the weeks like following to it, nah, you're not getting any props. Oh, you mean like if I drop the belt at TakeOver, lose again at SummerSlam, but then regain it at All Out? No, what I'm saying is if you don't come in first place, say say you go like one for six at TakeOver or one for five at TakeOver, mm-hmm. and the only reason you retain is because uh, like two people tied, I'm not giving you your props. Oh, if I only retain because of Champions Advantage. Yes, you're not getting any props. You have to. It has to be definitive. Like you have to come in okay, first place. Okay. That's fine. If, I can accept. If that. you do that, I, I will. I will shut my trap and give you your your just desserts. Although I will say, I feel like if anybody else, even if they retained purely on technicality or because of champion's advantage, you'd give them props for walking out with three in a row. But no. with me, I, I don't know, man. No, it, it doesn't matter for anybody. If if they win on just the champion's advantage. That's trash. It's like like having a, a heel win because of a disqualification. It's kind of yeah. like, meh. But if you win, like, outright, like, yo, you're in first or second, like, if you're in first place all three nights, well, you may be the greatest crop stoppers champion. <laughs> that, yo, legit, no BS. If anyone, even if it's not me, if anyone walks out with all three of those Ws, man, bro, you got it, son. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Oof. Oh, man. Takeover. Oh, my God. I forgot so, to defend the Takeover goal. So we have another week to dis- discuss your championship defense. Let's close this out with SmackDown and some uh, seeds, baby. Let's do it. Uh, SmackDown. Retribution. Because I wasn't here for last week's. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to start with this one. <laughs> The absolute dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> this is not even like a TNA, like aces and eights thing. This is like. So at first, like, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me is just like Vince is a Republican. He's friends with mm-hmm. Trump. His wife is in Trump's like cabinet or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a response. Like, this is um, to the protesters yeah. and the rioters. And I was like, no, come on, man. Like, don't think that far ahead. You know, like, don't, don't think too much into it like that. It's like, last week they had a, a chainsaw in the ring. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. If, if Retribution isn't led by Roman Reigns coming, like a heel Roman Reigns coming back, Ooh. I don't care. So to to touch on what you were saying before about like the reason behind retribution, they actually said it on SmackDown today. Michael Cole was like, "Mago, uh, Mago." Um, he was like, "Oh, this this group, this faction that is hiding behind or, or on the false pretense of recent events." So he he flat out said, "Which I okay." So I'm kind of glad he did. Because it kind of wiped away the idea that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it at least said, okay, look, guys, we acknowledge that there's this concern 
that were playing off of the protests, well, we're going to lean into it. We're going to tell you that these that the, the retribution crew is using that as their excuse for what they're doing. So they're not doing that because of it. It's you know what I mean. Like I'm like okay, fine, that's passable. I can accept you doing that. But now, like what originally started as like a five crew, a five person crew on SmackDown today, it looked like ten people, and then like. WWE does a really good job of making their wrestlers look like idiots. Because they come out in the opening match, interfere, and injure Biggie in his match versus John Morrison. Then they have they, they continue the match at the end of the night. And the first sign of like power going out or whatever, all the rest all the locker room comes out to surround the ring and the ramp to protect the wrestlers, to, to be willing to fight off retribution if they come out, right? Okay. Then they cut to footage of retribution being backstage, beating up on some refs and scaring Charlie Caruso and, like, knocking over tables and spray-painting the WWE logo, putting a circle around it and then crossing it out. And then they run away. And you hear Michael Cole, oh, my God, someone's going to tell the superstars what's happening. They have no idea that they're actually in the back. Guys, and then you hear him, like, frantically trying to get their attention. And then he, someone turns around, and he's like, yeah, they're all backstage. They're backstage, backstage. And all of a sudden, everyone knew that Michael Cole said this, and they all run backstage. <laughs> they all run backstage, and they're just, you know – Checking on the referee, they uh, someone. Okay, so I'm sorry. If retribution is supposed to be scary, you maybe don't put someone in the bathroom on the toilet, and then have the retribution have retribution close the door and lock them in with the with the chair, because that's funny. Yeah, seeing someone on the bowl is always funny. It's never <laughs> not funny. So, so, so the wrestlers are all in the back. They open. They let the guy out of the bathroom. They're checking in on Charlie. They're looking up at the at the the logo that was spray painted, looking all ominously, like, "Oh no, the Ghostbusters were here, <laughs> right?" So then I'm like, and in my head I go, "Okay." As far as you guys know, there's five of them. They were in the main arena before. Then they were backstage just now. You have a locker room of like 20 people. And the Miz is on commentary for this match. And Michael Cole's like, Michael Cole's giving him an earwork. Like, oh, how come you're not back there with everybody else trying to defend SmackDown, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just like 20 of them. They don't need me. Morrison is in the middle of the match. I'm here for Morrison. They don't need me back there. 100% right, by the way. Miz is 100% on the money. Yeah. But. If you got 20 guys, let's say let's call them 20, 20 men and women who theoretically can beat up anybody. Why 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 are all 20 of them in any one direction? Yeah. Wouldn't it make more sense to leave 10 by ringside, 10 backstage? 5 in the locker room, 5 roaming backstage, 10 down by ringside? No, instead you got a bunch of monkeys in a barrel just Running around the arena chasing ghosts, I was like, "Oh my god, they they look like a bunch of idiots." You're, they you're, look like you're a using, bunch of idiots. You're using too much logic. 
would I tell you about this when we first started? I'm sorry. When I first when I first introduced you back into wrestling, or you got introduced back into wrestling, I told you you're going to continue doing this. Take real logic, <laughs> throw it out the window. Doesn't exist. <laughs> this is so dumb. You know, like I'm watching. I'm like, why? Why are you all running? Why, why are you all? Why are all of you running? <laughs> Does that mean <laughs> why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> um, so. I had sort of an epiphany while you were going on your rant. And I said, Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns isn't the the guy, the leader, then I don't care. Um, And I just thought about something, especially because of his tweets in the past about, uh, you know, uh, the BLM movement and and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Jackson, Jackson Riker. Oh, no. You have oh. you have Jackson Riker be the leader and and like they, they kind of spin it's an ugly way to spin it but they can spin it like that and turn him into like this uber heel and then that can push Jackson Riker straight into the main event scene. But that's that's like hitting real close to home. That's hitting extreme. That's almost nail on the head, close to home. Yeah, exactly. That's a little on the nose. I don't know, bro. It, it's a thought. It's only a thought. I can see how it would work. I can see how it could work. It's just it's so on the nose. Yeah, it, it, and then knowing and knowing where Vince sways politically. I don't know, man. It would come off as extremely distasteful. Yeah, because you know, you know, it would the way that Vince would do it would just be every. Uh, hey, what's the worst way we can approach this? <clears throat> Got it. Do that. <sighs> so that's all I needed to talk about on SmackDown. Because oh, and Braun is bald. There's that. Oh. I don't want to see either one of these ladies in this match. Oh, 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 oh. That's, That's not what I was saying, but yes. Yeah, this is why I don't want to talk about it because I love Mandy no, yeah. And I love I agree with Bill. This is not a match I want to see either or in. I agree. I agree. And that I, doesn't make sense because, like, it makes sense to do a something versus hair match because – Sonya Deville's whole thing is that Mandy Rose is vain. So that makes sense for her to put her hair on the line. But Sonya Deville is portraying a character that's not supposed to be vain. So why would she care about her hair? Because her whole thing is put your hair up and square up. All right. Well, if you got no hair, then it's easier to square up. Exactly. You're skipping a step. Boom. That's it. You're into square up mode. I I mean, we know who's going to. This is a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Mandy Rose is easily going to win this. Oh, exactly. 100%. Which, again, is another thing that I've always been bothered by with WWE. Don't sell me a match I already know the, the outcome to. Yeah. I think this is my lock of the night. I this, yeah, this, I this That may be my lock of the night. I got to see how the rest of the card shakes out. But, yeah. I mean... I'm excited to see their feud continue because, again, Sonya's just, bro, this woman is doing 
the work of her life right now. So the only thing but is, a hair versus hair match is a blow off. Like this is your blow off to the feud. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. But um, what I was saying was that someone already lost a hair versus hair match, and that was Braun Strowman versus Braun Strowman because he's bald. I mean, he was bald Strowman a long time ago. That thing was receding. So okay, I don't. I typically, I don't know. I guess I want to talk about this, so I'm going to. I guess Braun Strowman's work recently has been up for debate, at least in my opinion, because a lot, people, a lot of people, give him slack for not being good on the mic. You included. People are always like Braun is terrible on the mic. He's no good. He's no good. He's no good. The work he's been doing during this Bray stuff, especially tonight and the day in the week before, I don't know if it's the mic work or the character work, but something something's doing something for me. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing this more like he's 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 more angry. He's he's driven. He's it's not just I'm brawn and I'm good. You're gonna get these hands. Like if if this dude was talking at me the way he's talking to Bray on the on the camera, I would be horrified. Yeah. And I think so the, the one thing that bothers me is that he he kind of the script for him actually was a little bit too on the nose. So Alexa he's cutting his promo against Bra, against Bray, and Alexa Bliss comes out and he won't turn to face her. He's staying in the same exact position he was before. So, like, he's facing towards the camera. She's looking at him. And she's talking at him. And he's, like, he won't acknowledge her. If he does respond, he'll respond to her, but he won't look at her. He's still facing the same direction. Um, and at some point, she's like, this isn't you. I don't understand what's going on. Snap out of it. And he was like, you don't understand Everyone who comes into contact with Bray Wyatt or with the Fiend changes. And I was like, oh, don't spell it out for me. Like, we're supposed to understand that. Storytelling 101, show, don't tell. Yeah. Don't tell me everyone changes. Show me how everyone has changed, which they used to do. Like, for example, when Bray used to have the pictures behind him of the people that he faced with the X's on their eyes, it reminds you how things have changed for that for that particular person. Um, I brought this up so a while I'm, ago. I was like, it's a personality switch. Exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. Finn Balor, yeah. he fought Finn Balor. Finn Balor left uh, the main roster, turned heel on NXT, faced um, right. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins turns heel almost immediately after that, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's you, you do change when you do face the fiend. Oh, the Miz, the Miz was a, a face; he turned into a heel. Um, and, and I liked that. was a heel turned yeah. into a face. So it's I like, liked, I liked the idea that they were doing that. I don't like that he spelled it out. Hmm. And but aside from that, he like Braun is now playing this not heel, not face, not tweener, just 
he's obsessed with the fiend. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's no heel, there's no face. You know, the fiend is a naturally heel character. He's just automatically, because of the presentation, who he is, what he is, the fiend has to be a heel. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. It's not like a Becky Lynch where he, where she, she was a, a heel, but then turned into a tweener face right. type thing. Yeah, no, the fiend is just a heel, period. So Braun facing him makes Braun the face. However, he's being super aggressive. He's telling Alexa Bliss he doesn't care about her. He like they implied that he that he threw her down to the ground. The, the lights went out when she actually hit the ground, so you don't see it. But like he lifted her up, threatened to throw her out of the ring onto the mat, but then ended up just like tossing her up, and she you know did a, a, fa- a front face bump on the mat with the lights out. Um, so like he's doing these heel ish things, but it's all in the name of of the fiend. He's obsessed with the fiend, and it's like you know, I can kind of dig it. I feel like. Braun is not getting enough credit for the character work that he's doing. Maybe the writing is crap, you know? Sure. The the script that he's getting might be a like a hunk of baloney. But he is fully invested in this. Like he's got the mic practically in his mouth. He is sweating, he's spitting, he looks angry. He's like, you know, he's locked in. He is lo- Alexa Bliss slapped him like 10 times and he's just looking at her like he's ready to destroy her. Like his character work, I think, is very underrated for what he's doing right now. Will it last? I have no idea. What comes out of this? No clue. But I, I think he's he's not getting the the props that he should be getting for his character work over the last few weeks. Where now he's playing mind games against Bray. When the fiend came out. You had him on the big screen laughing until they went off the air. You know, like I find this interesting. I agree. I agree. Um, his mic work is cringy. Like mm-hmm. prior to this feud, yeah, it, 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 it was corny. Uh, yes. I always said he was just a one catchphrase guy, but he's showing some character. With this mm-hmm. fiend thing, um, my thing is, he has to change after this, this fiend battle. Like, yeah. there's no other way around it. Um, yeah. If not, it kind of like defeats, like, anything the fiend does going forward. Because yeah. you're supposed to change when you face the fiend. He faced John Cena, and John Cena's catchphrase was, you can't see me, and now we really can't see him. Like, he's gone. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I agree 100% on what you're saying. Um, I just don't want this to progress past SummerSlam. Oh, no, for sure. I agree. I'm a a fan. has to end at SummerSlam. I'm a fan of long-term booking. Don't get me wrong. But you've basically jammed up the Universal Championship scene. Uh, yeah. Let's remember that Otis is still money in the bank. Yep. There are other guys that need opportunities to to 
progress and become main event stars. And you can't do that having Braun and Bray fight all the way until WrestleMania. Agreed. That's where I stand on that. Fair enough. Well, Shades, in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. They, they also bad seeds. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest. That is professional wrestling. So, what are your good seeds and bad seeds for the week? My good seed for the week. My good seed for the week. Has to be AEW signing Mike Kyoto. Okay. It's good to see Mike Kyoto back at uh, the position that I know him so fondly for. Did you see the Mike Shinoda meme? No. Yeah, someone you know superimposed Mike Shinoda's face on on his Mike face. Kyoto's body. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-five year official veteran Mike Shinoda, and it shows Shinoda's face on Kyoto's was that, body. That's Sam that did that. I have no idea, that but it's great. I saw great. one that said. Um, um, Brocky Maivia, and it had Brock Lesnar's face imposed onto Rocky Maivia's body. Oh my god. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, and your bad seed, sir? My bad seed is the stipulation announced for Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which is the hair versus hair match, because I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> What are your good seeds and bad seeds, sir? Hmm. My bad seed. I'll go backwards. My bad seed goes to this whole retribution thing. It's it's not playing out right. It's you're dragging it out. It it all just feels very haphazard. There was five people. Now there's ten people. They have chainsaws. They're attacking people backstage. They want to cause havoc, but they're not really attacking anybody on the main roster other than Big E because reasons. I don't know. It, I, I don't know. It just it, it feels forced. It feels heavy-handed. And, like, the wrestlers that they have portraying these people look like regular Joe Schmoes. Like, they're not even big. Supposed yeah. to be scared of him? Come on now. Like at least the Nexus was intimidating. Cause they had big boys. And they came out and they tore stuff up. But like, who are these people? Supposedly, two of the rumored females are Chelsea Green and uh Vanessa Bourne. I'm like, alright. Cool, I guess. Whatever. Neither one of them know. are ready for main roster stuff, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, especially Vanessa Bourne, but whatever. So Retribution gets my bad seed. Um, Good seed. Good seed. Good seed. Um, I'm going to give my good seed to... 
WWE Network finally putting up stuff from Progress, ICW, WXW, and Evolve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'll get my good feed. All right. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. So, ladies and gents. Thank you, of course, for listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's gra- Grapples to Apples. Did I say that right? Man, I'm yes. just, I need sleep. Welcome <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud. You got Apple Podcasts. You got Google Play Music. You got iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. Again, this Grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hetero life, mate. Man of the hour, man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, Shades. Don't forget to check out every episode you might have missed last week, this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Birds, peace and love.